In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Welcome to Roundtable, where we serve up piping hot debates on the issues that sizzle in China and beyond. I'm Niu Honglin, sitting in for He Yang, who's currently in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, on behalf of Roundtable, attending this year's Radio Days Asia, accepting awards and sharing insights. She'll talk about it when she's back. Coming up on today's show, we transport you to the bustling heart of Beijing for the 2023 China International Fair for Trade and Services, also known as CIFTIS. This annual event is not just a trade show, it's a window into the future of services, technology, and innovation. Also, in a world where climate change is no longer just a buzzword but a stark reality, we find ourselves revisiting a series of profound discussions that couldn't be more relevant today. For this episode, we take you back in time to this June, when the air in New York was too dirty that for the first time in UN history, the flagpoles are bare. For today's discussion, I'm joined by Xingyu in the studio and Yawen on the line. Yawen, it's your first time being on Roundtable, so introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what you do when you are not doing Roundtable. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Yawen and thank you Niu for your introduction. So I'm a reporter with CGTN Radio. Uh, normally, I'm, I'm a current affairs reporter and I write a commentary piece and also I do uh, exclusive interviews with like uh, professors, scholars and also government officials, um, business entities so on and so forth. So it's a really pleasure to join Roundtable. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Now, grab your virtual compass and follow us to the heart of the discussion. The 2023 China International Fair for Trade and Services, or CIFTIS, is being held in Beijing from September the 2nd to 6th as one of the world's largest and most comprehensive fairs for trade and services. It offers an important platform where countries converge, deals are struck, and ideas ignite like fireworks. What are some of the highlights of this year's CIFTIS and how does it play a part in linking China and the world? To start the conversation, I actually like you to identify trade in service first. So we know trade in goods, you give the money, you get certain good, and that's mm. the exchange is trade in goods. But what is trade in services? 
Well, trade in services refers to the exchange of services between individuals, businesses, and, or countries. It sounds technical, and many people may have this idea that service trade is far away from our lives, but actually, it's not. It can be more relevant to our daily life than you think.、Um, for example, as a coffee lover, I go to a cafe to buy a cup of coffee,、mm-hmm. and once I place my order, I present my payment QR code to the staff. Who scans the code to complete the payment, and that's the financial service. And at weekends or during holidays, I book tickets online and go to watch, let's say, a stand-up comedy show, or book flights to a city outside Beijing and visit tourist attractions, or stay a night in a hotel. And that's the culture and tourism services. And also, it's September, and students are welcoming this new semester, and education services will come into play. So WTO has classified service trade into twelve sectors, from communications to transport, finance, education, tourism, and health services. The service sector is not only a crucial component of the global economy. But also largely impacts our lives. That is a really、mm. good definition, <laughs> and I, I'm like, that's a really good job there. <laughs>、right? I I didn't realize how important、uh, service in trade could be、yeah. until your really good explanation. <laughs> and but I was wondering how can you demonstrate all these services for a fair? Because we know Siftus is a huge platform. Actually, it's one of the largest platforms for trading services, allowing、um, business owners, allowing exhibitors to. Exhibit their services. How are they doing so? Yeah, like based on my observations, because so far I have been to a few like booths. They are providing、um, trade in services.、Uh, like for example, at the booths of Fiji, which is an island in the Pacific Ocean, and、uh, they are known for their beautiful landscape and also the oceanside views, as well as seafood and some other like、uh, local made products. So they bring their Services here with people from the Fiji embassy in Beijing to tell people like to show them like、uh, the beautiful sites and also selling your products as well as providing you any information related to tourism sector. For example, like for me because I'm planning to go to Fiji for my honeymoon in late September. Yeah. <laughs> That、Congratulations! Why, <laughs> thank you. So that is why I went there specifically to get more information related to the sector of tourism. That's just one example.、Uh, there are many other、uh, cases. For example, in another booth is from Afghanistan. So they're actually not only selling their very famous handmade carpets, but also they're providing other informations if you want to have cooperate with them. To manufacture like related products or imports, other services related to this industry, they will also you know you can leave a contact with with each other, and in the future you can talk more cooperative opportunities going ahead. They actually have WeChat that surprised me a lot because <laughs> I went to a few booths, and every time I was asking them if you have a contact info, can we add each other, they will pull out their WeChat. So I think nowadays. Which has another way is e-commerce, digital economy. So I think they're adapting di- really well. Yeah, th- that's just a good example, like how foreigners are doing business with Chinese people or Chinese. Uh, enterprises nowadays. That's very、yeah. interesting. Actually, I did a little bit of research on their official website, and I was 
to be honest, bombarded with <laughs> a lot of different activities, a lot of forums, and yeah. there are exhibitions, and they are in different themes. You can put your exhibition based on where you're from in different provinces and different countries. It can be based on different theme. It can be based on even Belt and Road Initiative. You are from yeah. a Belt and Road Initiative country. You can design your booth yeah. uh, according to that. So. So, say if I am from a、um, foreign country and it's my first time attending this fair, and what am I expecting attending this fair? What well, can I get, or what are some key information or some key achievements I'm、uh, I'm hoping to achieve? In your opinion, well, from my、um, experience and also like after speaking with a few exhibitors from foreign countries. I think the main idea, the main reason they came here is to build connections.、Mm. They want to make friends with as many business entities as possible, and、mm. also they want to know, like, to explore the opportunities, the potential business opportunities in the Chinese market.、Uh, especially, we we know China is on the stage of transforming from this rapid growth to the stage of high quality development. So they're thinking, how can they fit into what they can do to fitting fit their businesses into the Chinese market? So I think that's one of the very important reasons why this year's Sifties attracted so many foreign countries business people to come here. I think building connections and get to know more about the Chinese market remains a top reasons. Yeah, I totally agree with Yawen. And also this year, the Siftis is marked by a higher degree of openness.、Um, based on my observation, I saw, like you mentioned, the Belt and Road Initiative、um, Culture Exhibition invited like more than thirty embassies and int- institutions from countries along the Belt and Road Initiative. And guests from countries like Uganda and Zimbabwe told me that Siftis provides a platform for them to introduce their culture. So for many people, they may have heard about the names of these countries, but they know little about the culture. And it's a chance for them to showcase what makes their country different and potentially attract more Chinese tourists to their to their countries in the future. So I think that's also one of the goals of this fair to promote international exchanges.、Um, Ah, that is so well said, and I was wondering、um, because y- both of you are, I would say, mature journalists. You've been covering different fairs, different expo. It's definitely not your first time, but I feel like for this、uh, specific fair for Siftis, something must stood out for you. So, what is that ow- wowing element for both of you? Actually, three years ago in 2020, I covered Siftis. The for the first time, and、um, that was during COVID. So everyone was wearing a mask, and the number of people participating in the fair was restricted, and we had to keep a social distance. But this year, what stood out to me is that it marked the first year that the fair returns fully offline, and I could really feel how vibrant and bustling the fair is. Not only. We're welcoming more enterprises from across the world, but also a huge number of visitors are swarming to the <laughs> venues. And many exhibitors also expressed how being physically present makes a whole lot of difference. And this kind of face-to-face contact helps to build better communications and trust. And that's what stood out to me. What about you, Yawen? 
Well,、um, I do share your points. Actually, that's one of the main observations that I have、uh, seen from this year's event. Other than that, I'd like to touch upon, you know, at another venue is at the west side of Beijing. We have this Shougang Park, and、uh, I know every year this is my second year covering safeties. And uh, uh, but what makes this year's more,、um, I'll say,、uh, unique than the previous year is they have this brand new design, the immersive experience of Metaverse Park at Shougang Park this year. And if you can go there and explore it, you can find the whole supply chain of、uh, Metaverse industry, which is booming not only in China but also across the world today. And、uh, you can go there and actually try down their、uh, devices.、Mm-hmm. It's like you can put on your goggle. It's of course it's a VR goggle, and with the equipment, and it's like this immersive experience of playing video games could really give you a brand new idea of how technology, how it's been evolving in nowadays China. Other than that,、uh, and so we talk about how technology plays an important role. And、another thing stood out to me is this year's event has another. I'll say、um, they introduced this carbon neutrality project with the goal to achieve zero carbon emission during cities. I think that's really important as like countries around the world are paying attention to how we can fight with climate change and to protect our Earth. So I think through cities with. So many companies and、uh, international organizations, people around the world, gather here. We are not only showing a platform to in- promote business opportunities, but in the meantime, we make a balance between economic activities as well as, like I'll say, environmental protection. So I think that's another important、uh, observation I have. Uh, gotten from this year's safeties. Well, green development is definitely something that basically I feel like everyone nowadays pay attention to. And、mm, of、yeah. course,、uh, during safeties, we see that instead of having this huge poster and huge paper or sometimes plastic background that you have everywhere as poster as advertisement, we introduced electric screens, and so that things can appear on the screen nilly willy, very fast and.、Mm-hmm. And you can change it according to different、um, activities you are holding. So it's definitely、mm-hmm. a low carbon approach.、Mm-hmm. And on top of having this low carbon and also green development, we also see that more and more people talk about a low carbon strategy or development strategy in their own field. Actually, Yawen, you interviewed、uh, someone who talked about this, didn't you? Yeah, so I spoke to Mr. Joe Keating, and he's actually the commercial counselor with the Embassy of Ireland to China. He touched upon a few things, and one thing stood out to me was、uh, the、uh, green and sustainable development, as well as agriculture agriculture cooperation between Ireland and China. And actually, here's the interview, and you will definitely find out more information about、um, his insights on this sector. We have the world's only national. System、uh, called Origin Green, where all of our agriculture、uh, aims to be sustainable, and 85% of our produce comes under the Origin Green banner. We have a number of other sustainable formats of、uh, dairy. It's where we we have to be able to stand over our produce. We have to be able to 
when we're exporting it, as I say, we're a small country, we need the services that, that are backed up where we can trace our, for instance, our beef. We can trace our beef that you're eating on your plate back to the farm, back to the, the, the actual cow, you know what I mean? So these, these are services that come along with, with general goods exports, it's the services. From a China point of view, we import our solar panels, we, in, we import wind technology and that. So all of these services we need to, to swap. So in terms of a carbon neutral future, we all need to work together towards that on, on everything. So not just picking on CIFTIS or that, but everything needs to be working towards carbon neutral. And that was Joseph Keating, commercial counselor with the Embassy of Ireland to China. Apart from green development and sustainable development, another very important thing that a lot of exhibitors and business owners care about is the business environment here in China. Actually, um, doing business in one country, especially in a foreign country, puts in a lot of pressure on them. Of course, they face multiple challenges, but... That is why our reporters actually talked to many of them, asking their opinions towards um, China's business environment. And I believe, Xinyu, you talked to several exhibitors about this topic. <laughs> yeah, um, this year, the SIFT is, um, really offers a more open and inclusive environment. And as China is making efforts to attract foreign investment, some cities have launched various preferential policies to create a better working and living environment for foreign talents. And the city of Hefei in East China's Anhui province provides foreigners with supporting living facilities such as international schools. And earlier I spoke to David Adams, um, head of the kindergarten at the Canadian International School of Hefei in Anhui province. And he talked about the development of the school over the years, as well as the future prospects as the city of Hefei welcomes more foreign investors. Let's take a listen. Uh, we're an IB school. The IB is an international academic organization um, that's recognized around the world. And our IB school was placed in Hefei, invited by the Hefei government to serve foreign investments in Hefei. When the foreign investors come and the foreign employees come, their children come to our school to study. Um, the local government in Hefei was interested in inviting more international talent to Hefei, uh, but to be successful in doing so, they needed a school where the foreign talent could send their children to study while they were living and working in the city of Hefei. Originally, the first obstacle was not having enough students. Uh, because there were not a lot of foreign families living in Hefei at the opening of the school. So we opened the school in 2014 with about 23 students. Um, and now the obstacle is the exact opposite. We have too many students, um, over 500 students now, and we're having trouble finding enough licensed, qualified foreign teachers to teach those students. So the problem kind of turned upside down from not having enough students to being one of these good problems where we have too many students. Um, the city of Hefei has told us, get ready, there's more talent coming, there's more foreign investment coming, prepare to double the size of the school in a five-year period. So that is, that is our plan, so the future looks bright, and we're happy to be there. 
and that was David Adams, head of kindergarten at the Canadian International School of Hefei. You wouldn't say in Hefei there's an international school allowing、um, business owners from overseas to start a business and also start a life.、Mm. And actually, guests from 59 countries and 24 international organizations are taking part in the fair. Over 500 global Fortune 500 companies and industry-leading enterprises are showcasing their accomplishments. At the 2023 CFTS, taking the overall internationalization rate to 20 percent, that is quite an achievement, and I believe it is really valid evidence that our opening up policy is at least being accepted to this extent. Yeah, actually, if we look at the number back in about 10 years ago in 2012, there were only I'll say. About seventeen hundred enterprises stand up for a offline event,、mm. but ten years later, now this year there are over twenty four hundred like companies、yeah. who stand up for safeties, and also like um ten years ago again only thirty six companies from like global top five hundred and industry leading enterprises stand up for the event, but ten years later. There are over five hundred companies, so we can see like how how much、um, the Chinese market has opened, has further opened to welcome foreign enterprises and investors to come in and、uh, invest in China. So actually,、uh, like in the previous interview, I spoke to Mr. Kitty. He also touched upon this. Like China's determination to further open up its market to foreign companies, and here is the interview. Well, Ireland is a very small、uh, country. We've only five million people, and we rely on the the rules-based system. So, opening up and sticking to the rules, underpinned by the WTO, is something that Ireland relies on. We pride ourselves on quality, and I was heartened to hear in President Xi Jinping's speech that China will continue to open up. That we'll look for. For the cooperation in agriculture, in which Ireland is very strong, and in the import of quality services, and that was Joseph Kidding, commercial counselor with the Embassy of Ireland to China. Another interesting point I'd like to mention here is that actually UK is the guest country of honor for this year's CFTS, and we also have two、um, guest of honor provinces for CFTS.、Mm -hmm. And I think having this kind of design is also. Quite an interesting way to demonstrate the culture, the services, and also the business they can offer. And UK has done a really good job, according to some of our reporters. Yeah,、um, the UK has assembled its largest ever business delegation for this year's CFTS, and and China has seen cooperation with UK in many areas. Data from the British Office for National Statistics shows that from 1997 to 2020, China-UK trade in services has grown at an average annual rate of over 12 percent. And this year at the China National Convention Center, they actually built this 240 square meter British National Pavilion that showcases the country's strengths and distinctiveness in the service trade.、Um, it Uh, covers a wide range of sectors such as education, sports, healthcare, and culture. Till now, CFTS is still going on. A lot of exhibitors are still there, showcasing their services and、uh, their service. Well, I think 
Sometimes they're goods as well, showcasing what kind of business they can offer, and also looking for business partners, taking advantage of the fair. And I was wondering, for both of you, you're still covering Siftus. What are some more information or some more stories you expect to explore in your future covering? Um, well, for me, I'm、um, I'm more into the high tech sector, and yeah, actually,、uh, high tech sector is one of the focuses for me during this year's、um, coverage of Siftis. And、uh, later on, I'll speak to a professor. He's from Israel. We know Israel is known for his high tech industry.、Mm-hmm. So、um, we will talk about how China and Israel can cooperate together and、uh, like can help each other to boost their Uh, robotic industry, as well as how can robotic industries boost our country's economy and help it to transform to a high quality development. So I think that's one of the focuses. Great, looking forward、yeah. to further reports from Yawen and. Tomorrow, Roundtable is still covering Siftus. We'll take you to another side of the story to talk about, as a real audience like you and me, what we can expect and enjoy on Siftus. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up in the second half of the show, we revisit our episode on New York's suffocating air quality in June, when even the flagpole stood bare, making a first in UN history. Stay tuned. <laughs> 